Hello and welcome to the Serpenton High School podcast with me, Anthony Sebastian. In each episode, we bring you an insight into life here at Serbiton, at both the senior school and at the boys and girls prep schools. In today's episode, we'll be talking about new beginnings and starting the new year right. Whether you're starting in secondary school for the first time in year seven or taking GCSEs or A-levels this summer, new academic years can be filled with the full spectrum of emotion. So who better to give us some advice about starting a new academic year than Principal Rebecca Glover? Hello, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. Uh, every school year is an opportunity for a fresh start, new page, breaking new ground. And starting with the new year comes with a sense of sort of trials and tribulations and expectations. We've got students at the school from four to 18 years old. So um, let's just pick for the senior school, um, year sevens. Uh, what advice do you have for parents and children about what to expect when starting year seven and how to get off on the right foot? I think as parents, um, it's difficult in year seven because that's the point that you let your children go. Um, it's the point at which... Uh, you're not holding their hand and walking them into the classroom. And the contact really with, with teachers isn't the same as it was when they were at mm. prep school. So it's that letting go a little bit, but letting go safe in the knowledge that the school is really looking after your child and, and allowing them to be let go and allowing them to build that independence that they need and not giving giving it to them all at once. Um, they don't need a mobile phone when they start in year seven. Um, they might need one by the time they get to year eight, nine, ten, if they're walking home or catching the bus home. But it's, those little steps of independence that you need to support them with not holding on to them too tightly but letting them go knowing that you're letting them go in a safe environment I think also um, for a year seven pupil when they first start they're moving from possibly being in the same classroom all day with one or two teachers to particularly at Surbiton High School going to 13 different teachers over the course of the of the week or more going to many different classrooms and actually providing them with an opportunity to be independent um, and supporting your child in that if they come home and say I got lost today saying that's okay if you got mm -hmm. lost as long as there's somebody in school that can show them and guide them the way so we'll give them that at Surbiton High we'll provide them with the opportunity to flourish to um, find their wings to find their feet and try out lots of different things I think another piece of advice I would give parents particularly starting at Surbiton High is that we have a huge co-curricular program and if your daughter comes back in year seven and she's chosen five different lunch times and five different after schools let her do that for a couple of weeks let us try all of the opportunities that are available that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to be doing 10 co-curricular um, opportunities and 10 co-curricular programs. But let them try, let them learn from those programs, find what they, they're most interested in, and then pare it down and, and really bring it back into what they want to focus on after two or three weeks. So I'd say let them fly, let them flourish, let them try everything and anything, make new friends, give them the opportunity to make mistakes, um, and then we will do the rest in school. Yeah, so uh, essentially allow them to experience the breadth uh, before they start to narrow down. Exactly. Uh, yeah, jump in the deep end, have a splash around, uh, and then you'll eventually find just the stroke that works for you. Definitely. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, mm -hmm. over 300 students of ours are going to be starting either their final year of GCSEs mm -hmm. or their A-levels, mm -hmm. which is by no means, by no shadow of doubt, this is going to be a challenging year for them. What advice do you have for, for those students, but for those parents supporting those students? It's interesting you say that because quite literally this morning I've just packed my son's suitcase to go back to boarding school he's going into his final year of school uh, and as a parent I find that quite daunting myself I can't believe how quickly the years have gone by and he's now in year 13 
Um, I think schools now have become very adept at managing change, manage, managing different circumstances and supporting pupils in those changes. So I would say try to take the pressure off yourself as a parent and leave it to the school to do the hard work and your son or daughter to do the hard work. Be there to support them. But by the time they've reached year 11 and year 13, they know what they need to focus on. They should know what they need to do to pass those exams. So give them the opportunity to do that without too much pressure. Um, I think we can apply, and I know as a parent you can apply a lot of pressure on your children, and sometimes that can be advantageous and other times it can't. And I think as a parent, another area that should sort of should be pushed or progressed is making sure that they have a balanced life. So it's not just all about the academics, but they're also focusing on things that they enjoy outside of school, whether that's exercise or music or going to the theatre or meeting friends, so that they have that healthy balance between schoolwork and home life. So it's not all uh, all consuming, which for some children it can become. And uh, what would your advice be to parents where they've got children where the children themselves put that pressure on themselves to perform? Yeah, I think that certainly over the course of the last few years is an issue that um, certainly happens in schools and I think children do feel under pressure to succeed and therefore it becomes all-consuming. So I think it's a case of getting a perspective and talking to your children about getting a perspective. Um, it was interesting this week I read in on a LinkedIn profile of Jeremy Clarkson that he'd said he'd got two C's and a U in his A-levels and he was holidaying on this amazing boat. Um, and I suppose that is perspective, isn't it really? It's not all about getting the top grades. It's about doing the best you can. But actually, fundamentally, a happy child is a successful child. And if your child is happy, then you've done a great job as a parent, irrespective mm -hmm. of whether they've got A stars or E's. It, as long as they are happy, I think, as a parent, that fundamentally is what you want your children to be. Sometimes happiness is through getting the best results for your child, and that's fine. Um, but it's actually the school's job and our job as parents to make sure that we've mapped out for our children, even if they are 18, what the next step's going to be. If they're successful in their A-levels, what the next step's going to be. If they're not as successful as they hoped they were going to be, what can we do? And finding different routes for our children so that eventually they can be doing what they want to do. Each year we get to hit the reset button, start a fresh chapter, break new ground. What's going to make 2022-23 different? So uh, I guess there are a number of things. We've just been talking about that uh, with my leadership team. I think this year, for the first time since 2019, we're going to start the year being able to do all of the things that we want to do and offer uh, to our children. So I think that in itself is refreshing um, and that the children can join all the co-curricular clubs and take part in what they want. So, so that will be different. I suppose some of it you don't want to be different actually some of it you want to remain the same I have an incredible teaching staff and support staff in this school and I wouldn't want to change that because they work tirelessly on behalf of the children and are so supportive so I wouldn't want to change any of that actually but I suppose a school has to keep abreast and up to date with things that are changing and things are always changing and I guess one of the things that we need to look at this year is the challenge that uh, the increase in um, inflation is going to bring uh, and the pressures that that might bring to families and children in the school. But on a positive note, we are coming back in in September on the back of some incredible A-level and GCSE results, the best we've had in seven or eight years. So that's a huge positive. Um, but we're also coming back into a community that can be together, work together and play together. And that to me is exciting in itself. Uh, thank you very much for taking time out of schedule to, um, uh, to share these thoughts with us. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure.
As a child, growing up, a common fear I would have as the summer holiday would draw to a close was that I'd forgotten how to do joined-up handwriting. And it's not just me. Apparently, it's a very common fear, or even a recurring nightmare many students have in their last days of August. I suppose it just goes to show how much we needed that rest over the summer and how eager we are to do well in school in the new year. Otherwise, why worry? For 138 years, since 1884, Serbian students have been having a fresh start each year, looking back on it from an adult's perspective. It's probably the most enviable thing about the school year. Every September, there's an opportunity to turn over a new leaf, hit the reset button, and to break new ground. Thank you very much for listening. I've been your host, Anthony Sebastian. Please like and subscribe to our podcast for more uh, insights into what life is like at Surbiton. Thank you. And goodbye.